0: Today on the pod, we are in the endgame now, kid. Yes, that is right, we are going to review Marvel's final conclusion to the Infinity Saga, but don't worry, it's spoiler-free. For the streaming gem this week, we're going to review Netflix's The Silence, which is nothing like a quiet place. Actually, it's a poor man's quiet place, but anyway, we won't spoil that. You can check it out in the review. And also, we talk about post-endgame blues. What films are coming out for the rest of the year that is going to keep us geared up and happy to be back in the world of cinema?
1: In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk Filmy to Me.
0: Hello, welcome to the Talk Filmy to Me podcast, a film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. You are listening to episode 67. 67. It's just rattling off now, don't they? Yeah, just too many, mate. <laughs> you can never have too many. Anyway, the voice you can hear in the background is my Brian Blessed, my uh, Barry Gibb impersonator, Essex's answer to Brian Cox. He's a bit of a cock. Jamie, how are you doing, pal?
1: <laughs> I'm good, mate. I think this is the pod everyone's been looking forward to, isn't it? <laughs> The one we've been waiting for for many, many years now with the end of the MCU universe, isn't it? Yes, well,
0: although, ish, ish. yeah, it is. Not the, we won't, <laughs> we'll do a spoiler special um, in about a week or so's time. I've got a couple of people joining that as well, which kind of cool. And if you want to have a bit of a laugh, you can listen to our bank holiday special where we go into some uh, hypotheses and theories of what we think the MCU is going to be and endgame. Um, I'm not going to spoil it and say what I got right and what I got wrong, but I'm... I'm, I'm I'll say I've done good enough we'll leave it at that Um, but anyway look let's let's talk about it the MCU come to it's conclusion in this stage anyway the Infinity War saga or the Infinity Saga as it's now been called uh, come to it's conclusion on the 25th of April it's only just come out in the States so we're going to do a non-spoiler review now enjoy God seems
1: like a thousand years ago I fought my way out of that cave became Iron Man realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we
0: can do is to start over. Avengers Endgame this is a film as Jamie mentioned at the start we have been looking forward to for 11 years in fact Jamie this makes me feel really old one of our listeners was DMing me after seeing the film and basically yeah. it's kind of like that generation of kids who grew up in Harry Potter films and how they felt when mm-hmm. uh, it came to a conclusion I was just like yeah I I, I totally agree with you don't worry there'll be, there'll be more but yeah this is definitely a, a conclusion of this storyline at the moment he goes yeah I remember when I was 8 years old and my brother showed me Iron Man and I was like oh oh I feel so old <laughs> but yes this is 11 years of films 22 movies in it is an absolute marvel pardon the pun of storytelling and coherent stories from film to film i mean that's it isn't it to cre- create to
1: create a coherent story over 22 films where you know you got those easter eggs and those gems hidden in each of the movies you know i thought back to the future was impressive with 3 you know and they <laughs> planned for that you know yeah. to actually have um yeah, you know, 22 was it you said 22, yeah 22, 22, films. 22 films to have that coherent message running throughout is incredible yeah.
0: so basic synopsis is after the events of infinity war uh, the avengers who are left are basically trying to find a way to move on however they find a way that they can go back and potentially reverse the events of infinity war i will not go into any more spoiler detail than that but what i will say is that the narrative of infinity war was very much a fanos movie mm and even back in the day when they announced these films it was first announced as Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2 i.e. Kill Bill 1 Kill Bill 2 (laughs) that kind of thing and even though they kept saying oh no 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 we're going to call one Infinity War and the other one's separate because it's a separate story after seeing these films I have to concur I think Infinity War although this is part of a big saga Infinity War is very much a From the perspective of Thanos, Uh, Endgame is very much from the perspective of everyone else and how they deal with that. And I think that is a very different, deliberate style of storytelling to the point where I was actually speaking to someone who hasn't seen any MCU movie but went and saw Endgame. Uh, Yeah, there are people out there. What? They saw none of this. They didn't even see Infinity War? No.
1: Wow. I've spent the last like two weeks getting my girlfriend caught up. And all the films. So what kind of a it fortnight! It was great. I mean, I enjoyed every
0: minute of it. Like, yeah. It was great.
1: Because like, what films do we need to see? All of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll start with Iron Man. Yeah. Then Infinite. Then, then, then Hulk. Yeah. Then then yeah, yeah Basically, list out all twenty two. And uh, I I said, oh wow. Mate, first of all, you're the one person. Mm. But um but what was your thoughts then? As someone who hasn't yeah. seen it, someone goes to be honest, they do an amazing job of explaining this bad thing has happened. These people are involved, and they got to go and do it. They basically want to—they want to try and find a way through and right. find a resolution. So to it's it. a
1: film that works on its own as well yeah. as part of a series. I
0: always wondered if that would though, because yeah. like I say we've, we're kind of grounding this over eleven years now. Would it actually work? But apparently, it does. Um, I yeah, think I suppose
1: that- they start off with. Oh, no. we can't give spoiler special so
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will stop myself but they do kind of start the film when they finish up with in Infinity War with, with people disappearing don't they yes yeah, so yeah. I, I don't think that's giving away anything is it
0: no 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 it's uh, yeah, yeah spoiler alert yeah. for Infinity War Thanos wins <laughs> it's basically about how they, they find a way to move yeah. on whilst at the same time there are other things which tie into the narrative um, if you saw Ant-Man and the Wasp the yeah. post-credit post-credit yeah. stinger that's exactly where the world picks up from that in terms of tone this film starts off very somber but it becomes it becomes almost a comedy
1: yeah yeah very quickly as well like it it, it, yeah it was a bit of a roller coaster of emotions the entire film
0: oh god i was bawling it yeah
1: and the three hours fly by oh you know it's quite incredible how i mean i I have to admit i did go to the toilet on the hour mark (laughs) stupidly i drank two uh two pints of of Pepsi Max
0: Cherry before
1: going <laughs> in. instant regret as I sat there holding on for that hour Mark to go to the toilet
0: so so if you are one of those people that haven't seen the film yet and you think oh crap I am one of those people that needs to, to uh, frequent the gents at some point yeah. or ladies mm-hmm. and um Basically, on the fifty-five minute mark, the scene's pretty boring, and on the hundred and twenty minutes, it's a bit, it's a bit boring again. So you're able that, make a note of that, mental note of that, just so you're aware. I gave Jamie a heads up just before we went in. I mean, I'm an adult; I should be able to hold it for three hours, but obviously, I can't. <laughs> I know people have been so concerned about this. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you're right. This is chock full of film. There is yeah. so much going on here. So much every. Mm. There's so much loose ends going on here as well, being tied up. This mm. is a love letter to the MCU. If the first, if the 21 films prior to this was all set up to this moment, this is very much the greatest hits of the MCU. And not in a nostalgic, hey, we're just rolling out the, the hits. There are some genuine moments, some lines that are said from films that are over a decade old, mm. which you go, so that's what that means, or that is what the yeah. importance of that is. There is a bit of retrospective fitting in this as well. I think Age of Ultron is now a lot better in the continuity of this whole environment mm-hmm. um, there are some real callback moments that and ties that together yeah. some real character driven moments as a result of that as well and um, i'm really trying to not going to going to spoilers on this it's one it's really really hard
1: because i think i also went into the film thinking there is no way they can do it justice i i i i went in prepared prepared for it to let me down i think is the way to, to describe my Emotions going in, yeah, and I came out really, really happy with the way they dealt with it. Oh. it it's very rare that you see an end—I say end again in inverted commas—see uh, an end of a of a, a franchise of films that ties things off in such a poetic way. Not just, a, oh, we're going to explain this with this little cutscene. There we go. Now that's our storyline finished. Yeah. You know, everything blended into each other, and it just. It, it, it was just, in my opinion, a perfect end.
0: Yeah, and fair play to the Russos. I imagine yeah. editing that would have been an absolute nightmare. I, but I reckon there's probably about five hours' worth of movie oh, here. must be. And yeah. I would love to see a uber-extended cut yeah. of this made because I'm pretty sure there's probably a bunch of stuff. It do not feel like anything was cut, yeah. though. That's that's the, that's, the, that's the mark of an amazing film that's been edited where you don't sit there and go... Oh yeah, I've filled in some blanks. There was probably a thing they made. Like, it was mm. perfect from that perspective. And the
1: pressure on the Russo brothers as well, because, you know, there's a lot of fans of the Oh my God, out yeah. So, you know it had to be right. It had to, you know, it, anything less than perfection would have let down the fans. And, and they've, and they've nailed it. And, I, and I'm not normally discussing about films unless it's got Kevin. Co- oh, they could have put
0: Kevin in it. <laughs> <laughs> Phase four. is just Kevin Cosner joins the MCU. Yeah. Just
1: rocks up into the war zone. What's going on here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there is a few moments in this film, which you just go, you son of a bitch, you've done it. Yeah. And, uh, this film play is this this is the most comic book movie you will ever see in your life. This is literally like a six-part run of comic books yeah. told in a three-hour narrative. Yeah. It goes from various different places. If you I made a list of each of the the main characters on the journey they go through in this film alone. And there is so much fan service. And I mean this in a positive way, not a oh, we're just rolling out the hits. It's a okay. If we were never to utilise these characters again, which is not a spoiler, um, because there are people that carry on and there are people that don't, and I'm not going to go into the details of and that. And everyone knows that. And you everyone know. knows that. Because they were alluring to that before the film anyway, weren't exactly. they? Exactly. So if you took all the highlights of this character's comic book ethos of, oh, do you remember when that person went and done that for a bit? That was weird. Or do you remember when they had the ability to do X, Y, Z, or they weren't doing that for a while, or this happens to them? They've managed to take... All of that, put it in a blender and serve it out in a coherent narrative over three hours. There is not any point that I sat there and thought, oh, this is this. No, they've done that wrong. I mean, there are, there are, there is a couple of awkward scenes. Let's not necessarily, let's be, this is not absolute perfection in terms of there is a couple of awkward scenes and uh, film Twitter in particular called them out. So I'm not going to go into the details on that. Um, But you know, this is. It felt like you were saying goodbye to some friends that you have had around in your life for a very long time. And this is. I know it's cheesy as it sounds, but don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happens. Mm. And the MCU will continue. Kevin Farkey has already come out and said, you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to make more movies because <laughs> <laughs> there's money to be made. Exactly. <laughs> But this is very much the end of the mm. story that started in 2008 yeah. when Nick Fury stood in front of Tony Stark and said, you are part of a bigger universe. And that universe gets amplified up to 11 and mm. takes us on that journey every step of the way. It is definitely a five out of five. Definitely filmed a year so far. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's gonna, they're going to struggle to anyone to top this. And I very much am going through the stages of grief right now. Mm. Think of this. I can't wait to do our spoiler special on this. And if you've got some narrative points or some interesting points... I also have an astrophysicist who's going to be joining me on this, Mr. Jamie. So if you've got questions about some specific elements on that, he done a really good job explaining that to me off mic. Yeah, I'll I'll do some
1: buffing up on time travel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So there there you have it. Avengers Endgame, 5 out of 5. News. So Jamie, we spoke about this, I think when we had Zoe in the studio um, about the rumour of Rami Malek is going to be in Bond 25. Uh, They decided, even though it was endgame release date, to do their little press conference. Now I've got no problem with doing press, you know, big films doing press conferences. It's kind of cool. They went and rented some amazing place in Jamaica, Mm -hmm. and they didn't really reveal too much other than just the cast, right? And we yeah. kind of knew from rumours and all that sort of stuff anyway. But yeah, Rami Malek is is going to be in this film. He's going to be the villain. Do we care? Do we care that he's the villain? Well, do we do, do we even care about... Let's face it, this is Daniel Craig's last outing. Yeah. Well, I've coined it, the one before Idris Elba. He got married the other day, actually. He did, didn't he? I saw that. In the yeah, page. good so, for him. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'd love Idris Elba to be... I thought you said I'd love to marry Idris Elba.
0: Uh, <laughs> do you know what, if he's on offer? Yeah. yeah <you know.
1: laughs> But yeah, I, I I think it's a yeah he would be a great Bond and I, you know I know it wouldn't be popular with certain circles fuck them
0: oh yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean the only thing is the only thing that's against him is age at the moment yeah and yeah. the whole thing of but this, we've had
1: old Bonds before
0: we have anyway let's talk about the news about Sorry. this film even though I know I know let's just get it over and done with but yeah. basically Bond twenty five we still don't have a title no. now. This is one of the things that got a problem. Even at fucking Star Wars Celebration, we got a title, yeah. right? we even got a trailer in there. Do
1: you think maybe holding the press conference in Jamaica is a clue? Is he going to focus on so Jamaica? So
0: Jamaica is James Bond... In the books, Jamaica is James Bond's spiritual home in terms of when he is not working, he is in Jamaica. Oh, all right, okay. And that is why they have done that. And the reason why they have done that is because the narrative of this film, and thanks for the segue on that, is that oh. Bond is... Uh, disillusioned with MI6 and he is retired he is no longer in active service oh, wow. and he has retired to Jamaica now I can't help but think if anyone watches Archer at the end of season 3 he basically goes and lives on a tropical island and yeah. bangs the fuck out of, out of basically anyone that walks I'd like to think that's exactly what Daniel Craig's Bond is doing in uh, Jamaica yeah there's no doubt that's, that's pretty much Bond you know 101 he's essentially it? done that in Skyfall
1: yeah like I to start uh, Skyfall you know, there's I mean you know Go back to George Lazenby, like you know, he got married, didn't he? Uh, in yes, yeah, yeah, was retiring, and then yeah, you know, I think James Bond has retired so many times, but they're all supposed to be different. Bo- yeah, uh, they, they've it's, never it's a weird universe. Yeah, they've, they've never really, really addressed it,
0: it but and um, um, so yeah, essentially, he is no longer in active service. A new villain has is has emerged who is armed with a weapon which no one has ever seen the likes of being used before, and Bond must come out of retirement for one last mission. And mm. um, this is as we mentioned before, Daniel Craig's last outing. Basically it's a spluttering of returning cast members from anyone who is still alive who has been in the Daniel Craig run of Bond oh, is going man. to be in this film in some size, shape or form, which is kind of cool. Uh, we've got Felix coming back, oh, a okay. member from Casino Royale. He's going to be reprising his role. In fact, he's the one who gets Bond out of retirement, apparently. Like nice. um, I said, I'm... I'm struggling to be interested in this film yeah, for a few yeah. reasons. One, yes, as mentioned before, we all know this is his last one before someone else comes in and fills the boots. But the director, um, it was supposed to be Danny Boyle originally, but then he stepped away because of, he said he, they could not allow him to do what he wanted creatively of the film, which suggests MGM slash Eon slash whoever else owner rights the bond very much have a narrative, a template they like to keep to now. Mm. And that means that, they're not going to surprise us. There's not going to be any real shockers. There's not going to be anything that really changes the mold. And yeah. that, how can you be excited about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, Bond is obviously a, a bit of a, you know, a British establishment these days, isn't it? You know, it's, it's something that we've, we've all seen all the Bond films. I know yeah, you know, if they bring out a Bond film, we will go see it obviously. But it's, with so many other cool franchises out there at the moment, mm. it, it doesn't excite me. I know there are some massive Bond fans out there who the announcement of another film will you know, you know. Well, there's just, a
0: reason why they've done this massive press conference, right? Yeah. Because the fan base is there. Because there. It's there. there, it's stuff. Stuff. It's there. Yeah.
1: Personally, I'm not so excited about it.
0: I. Don't really get the narrative direction they've been going with this. So, Casino Royale was, he's the young up-and-coming, you presume early 30s or yeah. mid-30s, whatever. Uh, agent operative who's been given his license to kill after killing two people at the start of the film. How you get your O status? Okay, I get that. Now, it's not been that long for him to all of a sudden be... He's of retirement yeah. age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's the, in, uh, to be fair, Daniel Craig has not aged well over those films. He now looks like the rubber man saying that he's probably in better shape than will ever be. So yeah, yeah that totally. can't throw stones. But, um, I don't understand. And two films mm. ago, people kept calling him this old dog. Yeah. He can't yeah. learn new tricks and he can't, he can't handle the times. He's all analog. We need digital bond. And it's just <laughs> like, I've had enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, it needs to breathe. It needs time off. and, yeah. I think a, re- it, a reboot, definitely, and I I think the only reason we're getting this film is because Spectre was such a letdown.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't. Do you know what? I can't even remember that much about Spectre.
0: On paper, it was supposed to be incredible, right? Yeah. We had a great villain, we yeah. had a great conclusion of all these different narratives, yeah. but uh, but yeah, you know, it wasn't the end game yeah. for Bond that we wanted. No. So, I mean, Skyfall was very good. Skyfall it should have ended on Skyfall. No. Yeah,
1: Skyfall was, I, I would say, go far saying one of the best better
0: Bond probably the best Daniel Craig film
1: oh yeah yeah. yeah. About a
0: doubt. Anyway, let's not beat it up too much. Yeah. Uh, let, you know, it'll happen, we'll get that title. Yeah. Do you remember all those uh rumours that it was going to be Shatterhand Yeah. And um people like, What's what 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 Shatterhand Well it turns out if you don't have good toilet paper, that's what happens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
1: I shit I my hand and smear it on your face.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> in case Jamie <laughs> bought that joke needed explanation. Thanks, buddy. Uh, it's like taser face getting uh yeah,
0: yeah. taser. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> I'm shattered. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if Rami um, Malek he, he, yeah, he's a great actor who's got range it follows the whole yeah. thing of oh that person got an Oscar yeah we should probably make them our villain now yeah. but anyway let's move away from that want well, much news this week I wonder why yeah. um, other than that there was a few trailers that yeah. drops that I wanted to talk about one of them is the Gemini man uh, which is basically Will Smith versus Will Smith Looks a bit shit then. <laughs> right, that is, you don't get that on Skip the End podcast, do you? That level of insight looks a
1: bit shit, doesn't it? I love Will Smith. I even really like. I actually quite like Bright on Netflix. There's not a lot of people. I know. Do I know. Here.
0: You do champion that. Uh, but oh, that. It just—it looks incredible in terms of the de-aging they've done to him. Oh God! Yeah, and the technology is great,
1: but you know that's that's a computer. You know, <laughs> that's a computer. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll worship the computer. Yeah, not the it's. computer's is not going to win Oscars, is it? I mean, <laughs> I—the I, I, concept is interesting, It intrigues me. I just—I just feel like it. it the, i mean, the trailer just trailers are supposed to entice you in. Yeah. It didn't do that to me personally. I don't know how you felt.
0: Uh, I felt it's an interesting narrative. I think it was bound to happen at some point that we would get a film like this. So the concept is that it's a futuristic-ish world where there are assassins out to hire and Will Smith has been... An assassin, the best assassin going yeah. for a very, very long time. He now has a target on his back, and someone is coming after him. Turns out that he is a clone of himself, but about twenty years younger. So all of a sudden, it is the fresh prince versus Uncle Phil.
1: Yeah, but this, <laughs> uh, this feels like it's got a bit of a, the sixth day. Do you remember the yeah. Schwarzenegger film where he got cloned and yep. there was two of yeah, and 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 the act finds out was you know it kind of got a bit of a feel about that and that wasn't a great film
0: <laughs> no true true I mean they've missed the trick here they should have called it Kill Will but, oh, uh, no. oh I like it I don't <laughs> like it <but laughs> I like it <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm, kind of indifferent I want to see a bit yeah. more but I do think it is instantly forgettable
1: yeah uh, I mean obviously reserve judgement but you know a trailer is supposed to be
0: wow I want to go see that
1: not hmm, uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, he kind of got buried under in uh, in all the endgame stuff as yeah, well yeah, over that, that fair, week. That's fair. Uh, a trailer that came out the previous week, which we haven't spoke about on the pod, was mm. the Hobson Shaw trailer. Uh, this is basically a spin-off from the Fast and Furious franchise. Basically, the biggest star on the planet, The Rock, uh, has his... Ha- if he wasn't happy enough having a billion other franchises they wanted to take his character and do a spin-off not only just with him but with Jason Statham's character mm. as well which is kind of weird because if you remember in the Fast and Furious films Jason Statham's character is not a good guy in fact he kills off one of the core members in yeah. fact do you remember when those posters started being released for Endgame called a uh, Avenge the fallen. People literally took that and photoshopped on the guy who was killed from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. They'd be like, "Someone, avenge him, please!" And now we're supposed to be rooting for him. And we had the trailer dropped. Mm. Your boy Idris Elba is in this yeah, film, and um, he, he is literally being Black Superman. He is. So he looks pretty awesome. He in looks this. pretty awesome in this. What did you think,
1: Joe? Uh, you know what I haven't seen a Fast and Furious film after two. <laughs> Oh my god so about seven ago yeah uh, because I was like how many times can they rehash this how, how
0: fast and furious can, can, they, can they really, really go, go? Yeah.
1: there's a limitation <laughs> you know, uh, I might go back and watch the others now but I'm actually you know this looks like a standalone film it Looks like you can watch it without knowing too oh, much god, of the, yeah, in the yeah, past yeah. and it looked funny it looked really funny it's got three cracking actors in it Idris Elba Uh, Dwayne Johnson and obviously Jason Statham and Jason Statham looks hilarious in this I mean there's a great scene in the trailer where uh, Dwayne Johnson the Rock is swinging off a guy into a lift that Jason Statham's got in rather than jumping off the building and Screwed yeah. over, yeah, and smashes his head into the the, the glass while mouthing to Jason Statham, "Fuck you." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that yeah. Just, at that point, I was like, "This is a film I want to see."
0: <laughs> yeah, this is literally all of the, and uh, this this latest trailer pretty much gives away so much in the film. I yeah. think you've seen the film in that in that trailer, but you don't care because it is literally big vehicles, big weapons, yeah. big arms, big abs, punching the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I generally am um, enjoy. I've I've never seen so much stuff, literally so much shit has been thrown up on the wall and I think a lot of it is probably going to stick yeah. and I i am I'm am such in a duality about this. Part of me goes, oh my God, this is literally popcorn blockbuster uh, anti-snobbery of films here and the other part yeah. of me is like, yes, this is blockbuster, <laughs> yeah. anti-snobbery, yeah. everything I want on a film. I just want to be entertained. Yeah. I am. You will be entertained. Let's just yeah. say that. And uh, yeah, there is a... Interesting point of where does Fast and Furious go? Because we know The Rock Mm. and Vin Diesel fell out and obviously Vin used to be the big man. But then the film studio went, well here's the problem you see we've now got a conflict between one of our actors and the biggest star on the planet and Vin Diesel you're the actor so <laughs> unfortunately yeah. this has caused us to do a whole and if they they might actually just go you know what Fast and Furious that's it now yeah. it's going to be Hobbs and Shaw movies going forward yeah. who knows and that could work really really well I mean I, Jason Statham
1: and Dwayne Johnson I think could work really well as a partnership
0: oh yeah yeah I mean I think there's going to I, I'd, I'd be surprised if this is the only time yeah. they, they put it together. Because they've both got
1: that comedy act a, a, element to them. They've both done comedy type roles, haven't they?
0: Yes, yeah, definitely. They've, they've got the chops for it. Mm. And uh, at the end of the... the you know, it's no spoiler, say so at the end of the trailer it looks like the third act, which is basically they've got no weapons, yeah. they've gone back to Dwayne The Rock Johnson's home on some, I assume, somewhere either in Hawaii or, yeah. or somewhere like that. And, yeah, it's it's interesting the direction they they go with that as well. So, mm. um yeah... You know what, I'm, I'm on the side of, fuck it, I want to be entertained, and I am mm. going to be entertained, yeah. and you can clearly see that. Um, so, Jamie, you want to talk a bit about um, the Tolkien trailer that dropped a couple of weeks back. We spoke about it, yeah. but uh, you didn't get a chance to no, share no, your thoughts on this. What's your what's your take on well, this? Cause it's, oh, it's just resurfacing in the news quite a bit recently, hasn't, yes. hasn't it? Because
1: obviously the family have not approved of the film in its entirety. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they've, they've not given any 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 permissions or anything about it behind you know towards it at all but there seems to be a lot of people coming out saying that actually the love story that's being portrayed is very accurate and very true um but there's not a lot of pleasantness behind it so like with the love story that the two kids they met when they were i think 15 or 16 right and they were both orphans and yeah. so the priests in charge kept them separate. So, you know, they, they met as 15, 16-year-olds, and they were separated as orphans by right. by the priests in charge. Um, and they were forbidden to see each other again until they were 21. Right. And when they were 21, he wrote a letter to to her saying, will you marry me? And, you know, they went off. So it's, it's supposed to be quite an endearing story, and, and obviously it talks about war and loss and all that sort of stuff. But there was also... Um, another dark side to the Tolkien story which might be why they've not given permission I don't know if anyone's seen it in the news but one of Tolkien's sons uh, appears to have not had uh, a bit of a uh, a sombre thought but for for our sort of podcast but you know was abused as a child So, so there's been a lot of darkness surrounding the Tolkien family I think and so so is that going in the film? Is that I, not in
0: the film? I don't think
1: it? it's in the film, but I'm, I think they're worried about what else this could open. Oh, the, the I see. For. Okay, and I, and and I think the son has then grown up to be a priest.
0: Ah, okay. your life, who say no more. Who has? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's it's. It, I think that might be behind the the, the family's reason okay, not to. Well,
0: excellently uh, negotiated through that. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. I, no, no, that's not,
1: what not, what a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit somber for our sort of thing, isn't it? But yeah. but, but I, interesting why, nonetheless.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm. You know what? I I don't care about. The, the person behind the story in, yeah. If, yeah, not enough yeah. to make a film over and I, I felt the same about uh, the one about Finding Neverland I felt the mm. same about uh, the one about the guy who wrote the Winnie the Pooh book yeah. they don't know a thing about yeah, that yeah. Uh, even the Mr Banks movie even though it's got a great cast in yeah. but I'm not that's not my jam and I don't yeah. think it's many people's jam
1: but I think there is an element, isn't there sometimes when you watch a film which is based on true events some people do go for a little Google afterwards don't they and go oh I wonder how much of that was real you know? Yeah, and I think I think they're worried about what the, the links of that could then lead on to people finding out. Right,
0: yeah, I and, and I, so. I get that, I get that. So I think it will come and go. I think Nicholas yeah. Holt is a great actor, though. Yeah. Fair. I think he's probably going to do a great I job. I think he's going
1: to do a great role a bit, and I think the links between how warfare, because, uh, you know, having lived through the war, I can't imagine what that must have been like, and to be able to turn that into this amazing fairy tale Scenario, hmm. I think, is quite special to be able to turn something quite horrible into something that's turn, you know brought so much joy to so many people.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I think it comes out next week.
1: Is it? Yeah, tenth, I think. I think something. 10th, ah, yes, yeah, so I the following week.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. So. Yeah, let's 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 see what mm. happens with that. I think Amazon must be pretty pissed at that sort of stuff happening because obviously they've acquired the rights to make a Lord of the Rings TV show and they oh, are wow. throwing all their bank at that right now. Yeah. So the last thing they want is any negative press mm. towards the Tolkien estate or or yeah. or the the stories that, that come from that. Yeah. Anyway, so that is your news for this week on that somber <laughs> note. <laughs> the feature this week I'll be honest I've been going through the seven stages of grief after Endgame and uh, Jamie came up with a really good idea he said well actually there's a whole world of film out there and some really awesome stuff coming out over the summer and why don't we talk about that you know what what to pick us up from those post Endgame blues and uh, I'm going to start off actually I'm going to be reviewing this film next week I'm going to a press screening of it um, over at Warner Brothers Detective Pikachu (laughs)
1: like I genuinely am really excited about this do you know what having watched the, the, the trailers it does look quite good actually I'm going to go
0: out on a limb and say this is going to be the Who Framed Roger Rabbit for this generation Whoa, mate that is a big statement well look at it this way right Who Framed Roger Rabbit for us was we grew up watching Warner Brothers cartoons yep. and the idea is that they live in the real world with people and there's a detective story going on about someone who's been framed Yep. Now, okay. Detective Pikachu, it is set in a world of Pokémon, which is a TV show that this generation grew up watching. Yeah. They live in the real world of real people. It's a detective story about someone who's yep. been framed. Like it, it and at the time, Christopher Lloyd was one of the biggest comedic actors of the 80s, 90s. Brian yeah. Reynolds is one of the biggest comedic actors of the, of the modern era, right? Okay, I can see so the comparison. You can see the comparison yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Now, you know, some people might be spitting out their cornflakes whilst listening to this pod and saying, what the fuck are you on about <laughs> you Do not make that comparison. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's going to be a lot of joy to be had here. And I've, I'm, I'm holding out hope for that. I, yeah. I generally think it's going to be a good film.
1: Uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I reserve judgment, but it, the, the trailers are looking good, so that, yeah. that's quite encouraging. But let's be honest, there's a big one coming out this in a couple of weeks' time, isn't there? One that we've all been looking forward to. John Wick.
0: Of oh, okay. course.
1: Of course. Right, May the 17th that's released. Um and that's gonna have a Halle Berry's gonna be in this one as well.
0: Yes, yeah. Also, uh what's his name? Fishbourne. He's coming back. Lance yep, Fishbourne was right. reprising and,
1: his role. And fingers crossed, there's no dead dogs in this one. <laughs> because, well she's got assassin dogs in this apparently. Awesome, because I don't think there was a single dry face in that in that in that room when when when, when we saw that puppy <laughs> dragon. Oh my god, I can't even think about it. I'm not an emotional man. It's in fact, my optician has told me my tear ducks don't work properly.
0: Oh, uh, that's uh, such a Ron uh, Swanson
1: <laughs> thing to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, you know, uh, uh, you know, if it's a dead dog, then that does.
0: I agree. <laughs> I hope this is not a conclusion to John Wick. I oh, hope yeah. this carries on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what it would make a fucking good TV show, and this might already yeah. be in the works. Maybe that's why, maybe it's, you know, by osmosis, I've, I've, I've picked this up. But. Um, the fact that we've got this whole world of assassins, mm. Ian McShane runs this organisation, yeah. but you know, you've know you been excommunicated, as he says. Um, I mean, that idea of the hotel
1: as well is pretty That's awesome. a TV show in yeah, itself, yeah, right? It? That'd be incredible.
0: Yeah. I'd love to watch that, but you know, we've got the Keanu Reeves renaissance mm. that was brought to us back by Mr. Wick himself, and yeah. I'm hoping this is just another chapter in that story. But what Things I love crossed. is that you don't realise it, but it's a continuous story. So the end of John Wick 1, where he gets his car, he goes to get his car, and then he goes back home with that dog. And then all of a sudden, it picks straight up again with John Wick, chapter two, and he goes back to the hotel and he has kickoff. Yeah. And John Wick, uh, chapter three, is literally the moments after the second film where he has now been excommunicado and how he deals with mm. that. I love this idea that it's basically a free run of films. Like it's just constantly, constantly going on. Um, so, a bit more kiddie friendly. Aladdin now I'm actually excited about this all of a sudden Uh, I first of all said you know and I've said it plenty of times in this pod I do not think this film is going to be too great uh, because I think Guy Ritchie's great at making Guy Ritchie movies maybe not so Disney movies but the latest slew of trailers that have been dropping seeing more Will Smith being playful and fun that that's given me hope a little bit anyway maybe there there is a bit more hope in this Yeah, I mean, (laughs) James like no, it looks shit. uh, (laughs) uh, I feel like I'm just uh,
1: having a go at Will Smith today. I I think Will Smith is will be a great Aladdin. Uh, I think he's got that sort of genie, uh, genie, so because I think he's got that cheekiness about him. I think he's got that you know that comedic element of it. I think he'll make a great genie. Um, They've got some great actors in it. I mean, it has the potential of being really good. Um, But I do wonder: are we going to start getting to a point with all these redos of? Disney films, where we're just gonna get yeah you know, oversaturated and feel a bit like you know. I mean, they're they great stories, are stories that we like to watch again and again. They've got to so, be good.
0: If they're good, we won't. Yeah. If they are rubbish, then they'll stop. Yeah, I
1: mean, because I quite like the direction they were going in initially. Like you know, think about how they first started with this things like Maleficent, where they looked at a character and, and
0: then it, an alternative take. Yeah, it. and yeah. they did
1: like a, a live action version of that, amazing. And now they seem to just go, "Oh, that worked well. Let's just redo the whole stories and." Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting, you know. We've got Lion King and everything else, so it'd be interesting. Um, But uh, we've also got coming up Godzilla.
0: Oh my God! King of Monsters. King of Monsters. End of the end of May. That's coming out. Yes. I Warner Brothers. I know you're listening. Pick up my emails. Get me on that press screener, baby. I need to be there so much for this. I generally... I love this new take on this this universe they're building. And the first Godzilla movie, I thought, was very fascinatingly told. Because it was like a... You kind of saw it from different perspectives. It was never from... Who's
1: the main actor now? The guy who's... Um...
0: Inspector Gadget isn't it uh, but, no but, dude, but, dude dude oh, dude dude no, no. there's been oh, a whole world of films oh, since then you're thinking okay. of Matthew Broderick yeah, like yeah. 1998 yeah. in 2014 there was a, a new Godzilla oh, movie oh that one
1: sorry I thought you I thought you were going way way
0: back. No, no 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 no, I no, actually I, quite like that one I enjoyed that one as well in fact there was a you know to go off a nerd tangent here yeah. there was an animated TV show that was basically the sequel to that oh, wow. so you know at the end of the 1998 Godzilla movie and that little baby Godzilla yeah. pops out. There was a TV show, like an animated TV show that well, follows you, that along. I think I saw that. Actually. It was, yeah, it was yeah, incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. But um, anyway, so that 2014 Godzilla movie did start this new f- series of films. They completely underutilised, um, oh God, Brian Cranston right. in that film. He is so good. Yeah. There's one particular scene where he really cracks it up to 11, and like it's, it's, it's Walter White-esque of how oh, wow. emotionally charged the yeah. performance was. It was absolutely fantastic. Completely underutilised. They fridged him, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Godzilla, King of Monsters, is actually kind of the next step in the this thing. They actually made a King Kong movie, which is all links to this, oh, uh, wow, Skull, okay. uh, yeah. Skull Island. That's actually... Like it's it's part of the narrative of this universe, and it's going wow. to be this big shared universe where we are getting a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Wow! Um, so,
1: are we going back to like the origins of Godzilla? Sort of, you know, the the, the comic, you know, the the Japanese comics, where he was a hero, wasn't he, in the original comics? Yeah. What so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: In that's what they do in the twenty fourteen movie, right, effectively. Okay. So basically, they introduce him. They uh, they introduce a threat. He takes it out, basically, and he goes back to his slumber. And the way they see it is that this is Godzilla's world, we're just living in it, just like how a dog's not concerned with fleas on its back. That's the sort of way they they're approaching this narrative, okay. and it's going to be the next stage in those films. Uh, we've got Thingy from Stranger Things in this Eleven, Nick. and she looks great in this as well. Charles Dance is in this film, and uh, even though he's actually looking not like a menacing bad guy, but there's one scene where he just looks at the camera and just goes, "Oh, hell the king!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, I need this film. Lines like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to <laughs> to see that. You were talking about it earlier, actually, about um about the Disney stuff. Um. I'm really looking forward to I'm still looking forward to The Lion King. You are looking for, yeah, I, I am yeah. looking forward to that. The only thing is that it feels like they're going beat as you said before beat for beat exactly the same as what mm. is in the original movie and they have gone they've stuck very close to the script on certain things and deviated on mm. other directions. So Scar looks completely different now. Yeah. And I I think John Oliver Azazu is saving the whole fucking film. <laughs> like uh, that's, that's great. That's, that's, that's you can't get better casting, casting than that. Yeah. I still stand to this and uh, apologies if you keep hearing this. Although James L. Jones there is no other I would have loved to have heard Neil deGrasse Tyson doing the yeah. voice of Mufasa. That would have been incredible. It would have been a superb. But well, I don't know
1: if he would have been able to control himself from not you know calling out flat earth deniers <laughs> flat <laughs> earth supporters or climate change deniers or, or you know or some other sort of group that seemed to want to go totally against the trend of science i think you might have used that as a as a pathway to get there
0: no agreed agreed okay so we've gone kiddie we've gone pikachu we've gone monsters and wick where where else are we going this summer we're going a bit of
1: music i think as well because we've got the uh, uh taron egerton's version of rocket man elton john coming out i'm actually i just I know Bohemian Rhapsody got a lot of good press. Um, I wasn't too fussed about seeing that for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, there wasn't something that drove me to go see that. Mm. However, I quite like Tara Egerton, I think you know, yeah, from great actor from Kingsman, obviously, and from didn't a great no, Robin Hood film. But you know, it, himself as an actor, is the a Eddie the Eagle, actor. like it's a great film, film, but he's great, in it, right? And, yeah. and he has got a, a lot of diversity to his to his range of acting. Um, And I'm actually quite looking forward to Rocket Man. It is one I I will go and see. Um, And, uh, you know, Elton John has been a a staple of uh, British culture for for decades now. Um, And it'd be interesting to see that that, that journey he went through. You know, know, he was obviously a a gay man who wasn't able to come out openly when he probably wanted to and and had to hide it in his music and and the way he lived his life. And
0: and it'd be interesting to see that journey.
1: I think it's important. Um, It it might even become like an important. Piece of film culture, maybe.
0: I, I agree with you. One of the things I really like about this is that it's not this for everything and you know this is not let's kick bow rap because I like bow rap. You know, I'm I my name is Adam Flint and I like Bow Rap. Yeah. But um, you can agree with the criticisms that it is very much paint by numbers and that there are certain mm-hmm. things it shies away from. Now this is definitely not going to be paint by numbers just from that trailer alone. I love that scene where it feels like he is on such a concoction of drugs and euphoria and promiscuity that he does not know what the fuck is going on around him. And there's scenes where literally the stadium elevates around him and spins ranks. He does not know what's going on. And there's a real dramatic scene where he's clearly off on a bender and he's, (laughs) uh, he's, I don't know what you call it he's agent mm. just says you know what i oh, fuck it I'll still be getting my 20% long after you're dead and walks away from him yeah. and there's so much power in that scene in a 10 second clip in a trailer you can see yeah. it's emotionally charged yeah. also I think the relationship that Elton has with his partner who ends up being his husband yeah. in the film. Again, you only see a little bit of that in yeah. the trailer. But there's one bit where he throws a famous tantrum because they are going to show warts and all that yeah. he is a bit of a prick. And, El- and Elton John's being a producer in it. He, he yeah. wants it to be
1: warts and all, doesn't he?
0: And he, they, they show they show a tantrum and he just goes up to his partner and goes, sorry. He goes, okay. let <laughs> <And he just laughs> move on from it. I agree yeah. with you. I think this is going to be... I think... It should be Oscar-worthy, but yeah. I think because of bow rap, it will not be. Possibly, yeah, I do. I, think, yeah. I mean,
1: Taron actually sings all of the songs himself. There's yeah. no no special effects or anything on top of that. He is, you know, what you see is what you get. And I think that's incredible. Again, shows diversity of his, his range of acting.
0: Yeah, uh, we were waxing him off earlier. Old Hemsworth, our boy. Yeah. Uh, he is going to be back in Men in Black International. It's going to be him Fantastic. and Tessa Thompson. Absolutely great casting. Those two yeah. work together so well. I think Tessa Thompson is up there as one of the most talented people on the planet have you seen creed 2 yet uh, no, no, See it's, on the, it. it's on the list to watch. It is very good. She is fantastic in it, even though she is kind of underserved, but she does very well of what she's got. She's so talented. Literally, she does her own music as well. I didn't realise oh, she, wow. like, she does the soundtrack to yeah. it. And uh, I will stick that in the Talk Filming to Me uh, playlist uh, this Monday as well, one of her songs. <laughs> you're, you're struggling to find your material. <laughs> oh, to be honest, I really, I'm not. I'm oh, trying really? to keep it down. I'm oh, trying wow. to just update yeah. it properly. So, uh, So Men in Black International is going yeah. to be a soft reboot, but still in the same universe of the Men in mm-hmm. Black franchise, uh, you know, cast-wise, we've already said about Tessa and Chris, yeah. uh, Rebecca Ferguson's going to be in this, Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. uh, Emma Thompson as well, so I think, you know, the first trade, was like, oh, I've seen nothing new here, this is, you know, basically playing on the member berries of, of Men in Black. But uh, now the latest trailer come out again. Chris Hemsworth is a funny, funny guy, and Tessa Thompson is an amazing actor, yeah. and she's funny as well. So I am really excited about this. Uh, I think it's a never's build that Will Smith is doing a cameo, and uh, so we'll probably get free Will Smith movies over wow. the summer <laughs> uh, <which laughs> yeah without a doubt yeah. without a
1: doubt and anyway, it's been a while since we've had a number of uh, Will Smith films
0: well technically you could say that he's kind of in four and if you put Gemini oh, Man in there he's as in well. there twice yeah fair yeah, yeah. enough well on the same day
1: that's coming out being yeah. released at the Cannes Festival is a Bill Murray film
0: I know if Bill Murray film you're talking yeah. about we've been if you look at that cast it, mate
1: Danny Glover's back
0: <laughs> you know Danny
1: back. you know, you've got selena gomez you got um iggy pop rosie perez adam driver tilda swinton like yeah. and Inside. it's a zombie comedy yeah we all love zombie comedies we, you and me love our zombie films don't we, we yeah you know, without a doubt we love them um and and a bit of comedy in it as well just adds to it i mean i i mean i think this will be launched in cinemas about a month
0: later after it's come out yeah. at the
1: Cannes festival um but i uh, mate. I'm, I'm looking forward to this film. Like that is going to be a good month.
0: Yeah, I've. What more? Just that. You had me at the casters, right? Let yeah. alone the fact you go put those names on a sheet of paper and then just go zombie comedy. And you yeah. go, you know what? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well done,
1: guys. And I'm hoping. I'm praying. And I'm guarantee. I'm going to put money on it that Danny Glover is going to say. I'm getting too old for this shit.
0: I, I hope somehow <laughs> Donald Glover appears and says, stop stealing my surname, even though you're clearly old enough to yeah, be my yeah, father. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. Another one that's going to pull on the heartstrings coming out a week after that is going to be Toy Story 4. Wow. Um, the The conclusion of Woody, I think it's going to be. It's going to be Woody's final outing it's just my opinion yeah. i've got no evidence backed up other than the posters and the narrative that you can see through that and um, i i didn't want this film to exist i thought toy story 3 was a great yeah. fitting ending to a, a great series of films but disney obviously want more money they want to keep it going so this is where we are now and i've got to say forky is looking a lot better after the first initial impressions like oh this is shit yeah. but after hearing the the great stuff that is coming out in the latest trailer yeah. You know, where's this for you on excitement you got
1: to see it or can't uh, I mean a Toy Story is, is is a great story isn't it um, but
0: I don't know I,
1: I, like you said it's it, I feel like I'd almost need to take a child with me to go watch the film to, just, <laughs> to justify do you want to borrow being, my daughter so yeah you I can... might just need to borrow your daughter for just a couple of hours and watch the film her, yeah. <laughs> fill her with sweets and then give her back to you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean uh, You'd have to be you know, inhuman and made, a heart made of stone to not be excited about Toy Story films. Yeah,
0: there's there's something very charming about yeah. these films. Pixar, you know, they're incredible. Yeah. Anyway, I'll keep bigging this up in the podcast. Please go read Creativity, Inc. It's a fantastic book. You understand the culture and the ethos of that organisation. To a point, that means any time a film comes out, you get why it's there. You get what the people are doing behind the camera as well. Um, So another film, which I know John is absolutely stoked about, it's called Yesterday. It's written by Richard Curtis, but directed by Danny Boyle. Um, The concept is basically if the Beatles, uh, let's say one day you woke up and you knew that the Beatles somehow never existed, but you remembered all their songs, what would you do? You probably would release them yourself and become a chuffing crook, but a very rich crook. And that's basically the the premise of this film. Right. Do Do you
1: remember a TV series called Goodnight Sweetheart? With uh, Robert Lindsay, and uh, not is it Robert Lindsay? The, uh, Lindsay, the guy who was um, in Only Fools and Horses.
0: Oh, I can't. Sorry, uh-huh.
1: sorry, but. It was a TV show where he travelled back to the past into the nineteen forties. Like he had this alleyway at the back of his shop, and he travelled back in time. He'd be nineteen forties. So he had a wife in modern days and a wife in the nineteen forties during the oh, war. What a dream! Uh, and he would play songs on the piano, and he would play modern hits, and everyone would think he was this great writer and musician.
0: Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically taken out and down the
1: Beatles. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh I, I feel I feel a bit ripped off <laughs> now. Anyway, the cast wise, this has got Hemish Patel, uh, Lily Collins, Lily. Lily James, I should say. Uh, Also, James Corden. (laughs) As as what? I don't know. Probably an agent or something. Okay. I'm starting to get. Oh, sorry. Yeah,
1: it's not about the Beatles, is it? It's just about their songs.
0: Yeah, and Ed Sheeran is randomly in it as well. Um, Yeah, interesting enough, Uh, but you know, for people that have got the post-Endgame blues, don't worry, there is going to be something in it for us, uh, Spider-Man, Far From Home. Now Kevin Fargie has come out and said that this is actually going to now conclude the phase of movies, I think he's just saying that so that people don't expect too much from it, maybe, I don't know, in terms of hopes. Uh, Also, actually this comes out in July, and in June is Comic-Con, and... Marvel come out and said we will have a presence this year and we will unveil the roadmap. Okay. So um, it's going to be really interesting knowing what that roadmap will be and then when what's Far from, from Home, film, yeah. yeah, it comes. I mean, you know, I'm I was in Endgame mode. I'm now starting to really get excited for this one. What mm. about you? What's your What's next on your list? Well, it's going a bit far forward, but in, I, mean, I might
1: be missing a couple of months here because I don't know. I can't seem to see much coming out in July and August. Mm. Um, but we've got it. Chapter two coming. Yes. Out in September. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and the reworking of Pennywise and the, and the and and the first chapter that came out what, two years ago now. Yes, yeah, um, was brilliant. Yeah, uh, loved everyone, it. everyone enjoyed it. Uh, um, and I think, for, for, if I remember rightly, with this film, they are adults, aren't they? And they're mm-hmm. coming back to the town. Yeah, uh,
0: stellar cast because he's Absolutely coming back. Yeah,
1: cast. you know, you've got Bill. Hey, uh, is it? No, sorry, yeah. Uh, Bill Hader's in it, yeah. So James McAvoy, uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, Bill uh, Skarsgård. It's you know, it's it's looking like it's gonna be good. And Pennywise, such a good character. Ah, oh, so, so creepy, freaky. so fucking um, creepy. But yeah, it's um, it's quite. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And actually, that. Sure. i mean i'm sure there'll be other films released at some point but have you got another Oh, oh i've got, got, no. a, couple. Oh, I've got, got plan, a couple you had some for couple, july in order, yeah yeah, yeah. So I, so I, i've skipped past
0: that's right. so <laughs> july how could we forget this one once upon a time in hollywood quentin tarantino's oh, yes. penultimate movie yes. that cast alone where we got margot robbie leonardo dicaprio brad pitt yeah. just to name but a few and this is going to be brilliant from the trailer what i've seen so far mm. oh god i i i I've got such a man crush on Leonardo DiCaprio he is such a good actor yeah. and when he picks a project he's just so good in it so this is going to be something really really exciting yeah. as well as what I think is coming out over the summer it's going to be the Irishman on Netflix where it's basically every Martin Scorsese, more Sc- uh, Scorsese person ever yeah. is going to be in that film as well so I mean the summer wise and like I say you're going into sort of autumn time now but summer wise oh my god it is so jam-packed but yeah. what, what else are Got lined
1: up. Well, the, oh, I, outside of the summer, we've got Joker coming up.
0: Oh October, Top Phillips. Yeah. Things. yeah, we've got what Robert De Niro's in
1: it as well. Um, we spoke about that film at length, don't we? So yeah. we don't really need to talk about that in more detail. And then obviously we've got you know ones that we don't know too much about. But we've got Star Wars coming up in December. We've got a new Terminator film coming up as well. True. So, so actually, this year we've got quite a few blockbusters coming out, and we've had Endgame come out in March. And it's currently Kip Film of the Year as far as we're concerned. So yeah. of, of the films that are left, do you think any of those could grab the title?
0: I think uh, I think we're going to be talking about three movies for Film of the Year in my humble opinion in terms of blockbusters. Yeah. Um, I think we'll be talking about Endgame. I think we'll be talking about Us. I think we'll be talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, I think okay. we'll be talking a lot about Eighth Grade uh, sorry, eighth grade as well. Uh, that came out this week as well. We're reviewing it next week uh, for obvious reasons, with us being <laughs> such big Endgame fanboys. Um, I also think there's going to be lots of little surprise packages, you know, splattered out throughout the year. I've, I generally enjoyed Cold Pursuit as well. I think yeah. that's, that's that deserves to be part of the conversation. You're not putting
1: Star Wars in that list. Yeah. 20th December oh, quite yeah. towards the end of the year yes I mean, that's a very good point weeks left could that could that potentially still
0: I think because of how I feel about the last Jedi I struggle to say that mm. Star Wars is going to redeem itself yeah. that being said Trey fantastic right yeah. so so who knows and what 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 do we know what what do you know more importantly so get in contact with us yeah. on Twitter at talk film with me tell us the films you're looking forward to and what are the big names that we've missed also TV Fuck yeah, me, we've got Game of Thrones so concluding, Stranger man. Things Season 3 yeah. coming out, just to name just but some of what is happening. So, yeah, please tell us and we'll, we'll find some time to talk about it on Twitter at me
1: Streaming
0: gems. Cities across the eastern seaboard are coming is warning to stay in your homes and avoid contact with these creatures at all costs. The Silence is a Netflix original movie. It came out a couple of weeks ago on your Netflix streaming service. It's got the stars of Stanley Tuchely, uh, oh, mate. Stanley Tucci, as well as uh, Kanan Shipba. You may know her as Sabrina, as well as... Uh, she she's was in very, Mad Men as she well. She was
1: very good in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, actually.
0: Yeah, me. season two just dropped out yeah, of nowhere yeah. as well, didn't and it? And it was good. It was much
1: darker. I haven't got there much, yet. was much darker.
0: But, um, yeah, it's looking good. And Miranda Otto is also from Sabrina. Really? Oh, yeah. she's the auntie. She plays Zelda, Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. also in... Um She also had Lord of the Rings as well, right? Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. 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 But anyway, that's not that movie. This movie is about... It's set in modern times. The idea is that a... uh, How do I describe this? So, basically, a prehistoric animal has emerged from a cave... And it is reproduced very, very quickly and is attacking everyone on the planet. The way it detects people is via sound. And all of a sudden, there is a mass exodus happening from various towns to go find somewhere safe. Stanley Tucci plays a typical dad trying to get his family across the country. The big difference being that they have to do it as silently as possible because they're trying to avoid these creatures attacking them. Sorry, mate. Are you talking about The Quiet Place? It's a quiet place. A quiet place. <laughs> the quiet place. Yeah. Yes, well, it's, you know, there, there is very... Uh, they share common similarities yeah. there. Um, also, it turns out that their daughter, played by Sabrina, well, not Sabrina, but you get my point, yeah. um, she suffers from a hearing impairment which means everyone in the family already speaks sign language. What? 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 Yes. That, that's the same storyline. Y- give or take, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's, that's kind of my problem with this film. It, there are some really creative ways it uses sound. Which is fantastic, oh, uh, but yeah, it is. I can't help it. Yes, it is a bit of a rip off. Is the, the mum pregnant? No,
1: oh, mum is right, not okay. pregnant. Oh, okay. So this is saving grace. So yeah, a-
0: yeah. She's got to take her mother-in-law with her, who suffers from uh, asthma. So yeah. that means when she gets really excited, she needs to have her asthma pump. Obviously, it makes noise, and when the creature's nearby, she panics, and you can imagine what hilarity ensues.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't get that. me wrong. I, I, they must have started making this film years ago. You know, it, it takes at least a year to make a film.
0: Yeah, yeah, but still, so, I can imagine Netflix sat there and went, we want a quiet place, go make a quiet place.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is definitely the potential of that. Oh, yeah, it's like uh, another one of... Yeah,
0: it, well, it, it, Bird Box is kind not... It's oh, start, Bird Box is very good, Yeah, though. the premise is very similar in but terms is, of yeah. you have the One of your senses is causing yeah. you to um, basically nearly die, mm. you know, whether it's ability to speak or, in Bird Box's case, see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was joking around watching it with my father-in-law, and my father-in-law went. He goes, yup, I don't wonder it'll be a film where you can't make a smell. Imagine that, no one farting." <laughs> <laughs> that I, would be brilliant. I, I did kind of find that funny, but like, that's kind of the same with sound, though, right? That'd be a good film with
1: James Corden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> James Corden can't fart. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the concept of films that they've got to go on a journey uh, to basically get to somewhere safe, and uh, you know, some interesting things happen. There is some interesting use of sound. Some interesting use of how society now adjusts to this new world as well. Are they throwing and,
1: sand down in front of them?
0: No, they no, are not. No. There is a scene where the car. They realise the car is no longer a viable option, and they start walking. And I was half expecting them. They were looking at the ground, and I was thinking of them to go. They're going to fucking throw sand down, aren't they? <laughs> I know like, they're not. They're not. That's no, fine. Look, in its own right, there are some really good parts of this film. I do yeah. not. Although they've tried to set it up to be like sequel bait, yeah. I do not think we'll get a sequel to this. Um, in terms of reviews, the Kind of community is going around the sort of one to two out of five mark i probably wouldn't be that harsh with them i'll probably go more towards the three out of five okay. you know i'm i'm always more forgiving with netflix movies yeah. because you've already paid for them you don't have to go and spend your hard-earned coin elsewhere to go watch this you can watch it at the comfort of your home yeah. that being said this has not got a patch on a quiet place or bird box so so if
1: you like post-apocalyptic films or and, getting and the post-apocalyptic yeah yeah and you've got a bit of time in your hands worth a watch
0: yes i'll go okay, down that route okay. i mean the effects I'll are not good it. i've got to be yeah. honest the effects are not good like the creatures they generally look like they've been taken out of a kids tv show and they just the, the, the really? yeah they look budget that it surprises really, me because it's netflix uh, money
1: because that like, most you know i, I don't know if, you know children that can make good cgi creatures you know like it doesn't I wouldn't think we would have that being, much. Maybe
0: I'm being too harsh, but yeah. they, they, do, they don't they do look great in my opinion. And the problem is a, when
1: you see big blockbusters and, and the money they can chuck up the CGI well, and the de-aging and all that sort of stuff, to then if you do see anything slightly subpar, yeah, really there, stands out. Yeah, there may up, be an it?
0: element of that. There may be an element of that. Cast-wise, I think, you know, fantastic. Uh, I, I That's about as far as I can go of this one. I think it's okay. If you like your horror... Yeah, there's some horror elements into this. It is a, it is. Let's call it what it is. It's a poor man's quiet place and nothing more. But that's still not necessarily too much of a bad thing. So three out of five. The Silence on Netflix. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this, and maybe you're willing to go a little bit further, click on the like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is that you get more content from Talk Filmy to me. Every Monday, we drop the Talk Filmy to me playlist on Spotify. That is basically the best bangers from the pictures in a curated playlist for your listening pleasure. And thank you for all the people that have been commenting on that. Yes, I'll be updating it again this Monday. I want to thank my co-host Jamie. How can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Mr. Hannon in Space. Hannon in Space. Uh, we'll be back next week we'll be reviewing 8th grade uh, and we'll be probably doing a couple of more games and streaming gems and stuff like that the following week we are back in the studio with the good people at Soho Radio Productions we have an awesome guest she is an awesome journalist I cannot wait to have her in the studio uh, but I will keep it more vague I'll keep it Ooh. as vague as that. Ooh. Uh, also, shout out to Jennifer, who won the giveaway last week. Her Captain Marvel is en route to her. Off to sunny Spain Oh, wow. is that Funko game. So whoever says we're not international. Anyway, till the next podcast. Stay filmy till next time. We're down in the basement. We'll lock the cellar door and baby. Talk filmy to me.